Yanis. Yanis. 10 a.m. Yanis? Yes? Did you realize that your movie is 99 on the 100 worst movies of the year? Well, that's great. At least they're saying my name. What the hell? Holy shit. Oh, my fuck. Oh, that's confusing. I'm like, what in the hell, dude? They moved these machines back. And all of a sudden, I couldn't see behind the... uh... Huh. Yeah, that had to have been done by a human being. That's not a squirrel. Someone must have been shaking that shit. I swear these fucking bums around here, dude. They're like voraciously interested in shaking the goddamn machines. I think that's why that ice cream machine is always off its fucking rockers. Some bum comes by and just fucking football players into it. The fridge. Remember that guy? I don't remember what I don't remember his name, but when I was growing up, the football player, like his name was the fridge, and it was like his nickname. It was just kind of like it was one of those names that just kind of stuck in my head. But yeah, you gotta be pretty big to move a fucking huge ice cream machine. I've tried, because yeah, I think it cheated me out of an ice cream once, and I was trying to. It was actually just hanging there, and I was trying to knock it, and I'm like, dude, I can't even move that machine at all. I'm like 180 pounds or something. Oh, it makes me think of 3TN. But, uh, I fucking, I don't know. I don't really want to talk about that show. I might, though. Facebook recently told me that the guy who's behind that movie posted something on Facebook. They emailed me. Yeah, you're telling me about that guy, huh? But then they told me about one of my other friends. And I only have like three friends on Facebook right now. But it's like, they told me about him twice. And he's the guy that shows up like when I'm just sitting there. He's like, oh, hello. Like, oh, you were just talking about surveillance the other day? Well, I talk about surveillance every day. He's like, oh, I just happened to come by with my Fitbit watch. He's like definitely in the Mossad. D3. I mean, he's definitely in Masada in the sense because his dad was like your goon and recipient of Auschwitz reparation fund or fraud fund. He says that he's going to come into some money, but I don't look at him like daddy money banks or anything like that. I used to kind of think that maybe that would go somewhere, but just like, I mean, when I was looking for money, I was like, well, and he wants to do like a, a big budget picture. And, uh, anyway, I went and I tried to get, so now I am talking about this movie. I went and tried to get Mark Wahlberg to be in the fucking movie because that's who he wanted to be in the movie. And I was just like, okay, well, I've seen Mark Wahlberg, like, in his billboards is not, like, he's always getting these B-list billboards. And, like, his brother's, his brother has that hamburger shop there on Sunset Strip. So I went to fucking Wahlburgers and I asked the guys, hey, uh. Mark Wahlberg around? And they're like, oh, no, no, he doesn't really, like, no, he doesn't come around that much. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was that. And then I left. Because I'm like, bro, you know, they didn't even ask me, you want us to give him a message? And it's like, so what do I got to buy, like, fucking 10 hamburgers or something? Maybe 100 before I get the special fucking, hey, Marky Mark's going to come out and fucking give you some free french fries, bro. Hey, would you like some mayonnaise on your fucking french fries? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yo, B 
Feel the vibration. Feel the mayonnaise. Have the mayonnaise. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, shit. Feel it. Feel it. Dip it. Dip it. Dip the fries in the mayonnaise. Feel it. Feel it. That's how we do it in Boston. Wherever the fuck I'm from. Yeah. <laughs> Boston's going to kill me. I think Boston's been trying to kill me for a long time. Or is it Philly? Whatever. Fucking white gangster fucks. They have to come out to California. They probably would, too. What? 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 You don't want to buy a Philly cheese sticks? What? I hope this kid doesn't get freaked out that I'm rolling up my pants. He's all... Oh, no. He wears sweatpants. Feel it. Feel it. Feel the vibration. Feel the vibration. Feel it. Eat it. Yeah, the nobody, I think, see, the thing is, is if I could find that script again. Ah, they went away. Um, basically, oh, and I made this song called, like, there was a song I made that I really feel is nice. Like, I could hear it, and I'm like, oh, shit, I just lost my ball. Um, there's this rad song, and unfortunately, I probably don't have the producer's name, but we could probably find it by putting it on YouTube and seeing who comes up or something, or somebody could figure it out, probably with some kind of algorithm, because it would be nice to credit the original producer. I'm trying to get better at that, but YouTube sucks so bad that it's hard to do that. I'd keep a playlist, and then they ban my account, and it's like, fuck. But yeah, I started to keep playlists of every track I fucking download off them. If it's hip-hop or something, like I used to do that hip-hop project. <coughs> God, I feel kind of like a fucking idiot jogging around in these stupid little fucking moves. But <coughs> it makes sense. And I gotta fucking balance out. Okay, so I want to get to the major plot points that I liked about fucking the nobody slash 3TN or whatever it's called. Because I call it 3TN, but um, the guy, I think he has some good story ideas, but I didn't see anything in that fucking script I liked. It was so boring. And, uh, but his stories were way better. So, well, let me see. There was the one where. The Vatican guy gets his head shaved. No, no. The guy gets his head shaved and the Mossad, like, dresses him up like a freaking Vatican monk. But, yeah, that's probably been done a thousand times. And then the other scene was cool was the, the taxi scene where all the taxis start surrounding the guy. But that's, you know, that's been done a hundred times, too. But, I mean, it's just like a generic car chase, probably. And so it's all, like, it's you know, suddenly all the taxi guys are in a union. Actually, the more I think about that, I'm like, it's just, eh, it's been done. Like, for me, it was interesting when, about two months ago, the motherfucking king of the taxis, Travis Kalanuk, showed up right over here, and I was like, okay, well, now are the taxis going to start surrounding me? Because 
here's the king of Mr. Fucking Taxi. Dara Kashawa, whatever the fuck his name is. Dara, whatever. Look at the stock of Lyft and Uber. It's just so dumb. Doesn't even fucking... Doesn't even moon. Doesn't even take off for the moon. It's just sitting out sideways after a whole year. Like, what? Your stock sucks, bro. Maybe Uber's going to come back, but... Maybe Dara is, like, failing to muster up, like, a lot of interest. Is that what it would be? And then Ben Horowitz, dude. He's a fucking goon. A British Jew? Stupid-ass lift? Pink mustache bullshit? Is there a future with those companies? Like, I don't know. I, I don't care. I really don't care. But anyway, back to the movie. So... Yeah, the best scene I remember, and then this one started to seem like a fucking, I'd seen this one before somewhere too, but he's like, he tells this other story about where they used all these engraving components from the old days, like the 70s, and they shipped this money-minting press off to like, I think it was South Korea. So he was saying during this Korean War that like they were printing money out there, and then he had this interesting cover-up procedure where the lower in the chain of command, like the guy would bring the, the sergeant, like the report or whatever. And then the sergeant shot the underling. And then the sergeant took the report to the other guy. And then that guy shot the sergeant in the head. And it's kind of like, man, if that's your fucking, if, after that, like the next guy, I mean, damn, he's like, doesn't he think he's going to get shot in the head? But when he told that story, I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. But I mean, that could happen once, but after that, I'd be like, dude, are you, not suspicious you're going to get shot in the head next. <laughs> like the third guy, he's all, okay, he's all, so he knows the full operation of the plan. He's like, okay, so you shot the private in the head. He's all, yes, here's the bag of money. And he's all, Poof! shoots the guy in the head. And then he goes off to his up underling or his superior. He's like, oh, okay, they shot that guy. I shot that guy. I'm going to take this bag of money to this guy who's my boss. <laughs> that's like, that's like a comedy right there. It's like, his buddy's all, well, how do you know he's not going to shoot you in the head? So, he wouldn't do that to me. He wouldn't do that to me. Um, well, I could put my sweatpants in this little fucking rack right here. That's kind of adventurous. Or I could just hide it behind the fucking thing. Oh, it's locked. Fuck. Put it in the microwave. Or I could go stash it in a bush. Um... I guess I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fucking throw it in the thing, because it's like, I don't know, it's, 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 it's one homeboy that makes such a mess around here, not me though. Okay, it's just some cloth, maybe they'll fucking have a problem with that, maybe they won't. Oh, look, boss, someone's living back here. He's got a fucking sweat sweatshirt. He's got a fucking sweatpants. He's making a living back here. Yeah, so I was like, Philly, I think Philly's been out to get me for a while. Yeah, but, you know, whatever. I'm just saying that shit. Like, the, the fucking conversations I had last year, right before the shutdown, it feels like I was living this, like, high level, and I, in a lot of ways, I wasn't. But it was, like, the, everything that it represented. I called myself a producer. And, fuck, it's just like, what do you, 
of course I'm a producer. And then the other guy, maybe he said something like, yeah, we're all producers. Producer, huh? Yeah, we're all producers. Well, yeah, we're all producers. So what's new? But yeah, no, I don't run fucking big shows. But then again, guess what? Guess who's going to be doing that in the future? Sony Walkman. And I feel like these old boys, they didn't fucking get it, bro. And then the shutdown happened. And now I think everybody's going to start getting shit. Yet, like the drug dealers who fucking did all the Netflix movies and then Miramax and all the whatever, trafficking probably. Now they're going to do PP whatever, PPP laundering and get everybody all COVID compliant for the fucking sick plastic fucking intimacy coordinator reunions. And like, they're just going to get sick. I mean, mentally. But I bet you that's happening right now, but it's like, dude, that's such cost. Anyway, so back to such cost. And who wants to be on a set like that? Like, who wants to be on a set like that? I mean, speaking of James Franco, which I don't like to do, but I read that they like wanted him to put plastic on his genitals or something. Like, they were going to put plastic underwear when they're on in bed. But, you know, I mean, I guess that's all legitimate, but what is the point of making fictional movies? I guess that's really what it comes down to, is like, what is the point of making fucking movies? Because the point, I think, of watching movies is to watch interesting shit and laugh. And maybe the point of making movies is to have fun making movies that people are going to watch, or I don't know, I mean, like, I've been making movies since I was a kid, and like, in the beginning... It was like, let's make a movie. Like, they gave us a camera. Let's, like, let's make a movie. And someone, like, taught us how to do it, or someone told me. I don't know where I learned to edit, but once I learned how to use the magic of editing, really, too. All, in the old days, when I was a kid, like, 10 years old or 12, like, a lot of kids, probably in the 80s, who had, like, little camcorders, and I didn't even have one. The friends had one. Like, I was always, like, the director who came along and taught everybody how to make movies. Someone must have taught me how to make a movie, but I I don't know how I figured it out, but and then someone taught me how to animate too, and so we I taught them all how to do claymation. Like I taught them. And uh it's funny because I would say now that I think about it, it's more like that's what I'm still doing. I'm still teaching people how to make shit. But then everybody knows how to make movies nowadays. Everybody. TikToks YouTubes, Instagrams, whatever. People making movies all the time. So everybody makes movies now. I guess the main thing that is still kind of confusing for me is like, I'm trying to make better movies than I've ever made. Not just better like content, but I want to have more people in my movies. I want to have, I've made a lot of documentaries and I watched one of them recently. It was, now I'm cold. All right, well, I'll do this. Maybe I'll go back and get my sweatpants. And uh, maybe I'll make this a silent movie. <sighs> I put a little fucking tag out here. 
Everybody else is out of business except for NFXF driving. Why is that? Why is that? Racial matter. Why is that? Um, I don't even want to stop this fucking recording. I want to do my fucking little. Please say this one's on. Damn it. All right, well, I'll do this other version then. I'll do the screencast. Oh, this doesn't need to be the best movie I ever made in my life. It's really just like an indication of a comedy. Oh, I can hear the noise. Can you hear that? It's a beep pop. Beep pop. Beep pop. Oops. Now let's go to. I could probably do this all day, but... Sape! please. Very be quiet. Um, there's a fucking, yeah, I put on email. Oh, that was, ah, <laughs> that's a fucking great movie right there. All right. What about a note for everybody? Who's still in business? I could put a $20 bill on the fucking... Yeah. I know it's crazy, but... Merry Christmas, bro. To the next fucking Jew who comes out and fucking...
That's my tithe for this year. To the unknown participant who comes through and just decides to find a $20 bill. such a great fucking location there I just blew it oh. <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> that's so classic classic me just do something stupid like that exit only exit only okay well I fucked up I was gonna make use of that but then I fucked up dude oh well that reminds me of this other adventure where I fucking went to this Actors West studio. And I made some movies there. I want to leave my name on this thing, but... <sighs> See, like what I was saying is earlier in the other recording, I was talking about Operation Monarch. Hey, it's a pen. Thank God. That fucking does me too. Good job. So I'm going to write NFXF drive-in on my fucking $20 bill. I don't give a fuck. Mnuchkin, you can fucking charge me the cost of the, 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 the fucking paper. Where, uh, where do I write it? I don't know. I went over here. N F X F Some Jew's going to come up here and then they're going to get my 20. Driving. Someone's going to do that. Well, I lost my, um, fucking, whatever. I mean, hey, it's like, bro, I was going to give out money for, like, Christmas to some bum or something. It's like, no. There's the spoils, bro. Nobody is in my troop. And, like, that's fine, but it's, like, now casting. I'm going to steal this pen and keep it where I can grab it later. I'm just going to. And I'm sorry I fucking lost access to that theater because I probably would have had a lot of fun in there. Then again, I don't really need to be trespassing. I could get I've gotten in trouble before doing that. But... My theory right now is that they're trying to get me to bring people back to university and stuff. And, you know, they, they need, they need attendance. They need, they need people to, oh, nice. It's my favorite old snack. Oh, nice, dude. Oh, I used to eat this shit out of the garbage all the time. No uh, cheese. I used to get salami. They had these perfect little fucking crew platters that had like cheese, salami. This one had egg, but the egg's rotten. 
I started crying when I was in this, uh, what do you call this, this space, when I realized I could put a very high-powered projector over there <clears throat> and project onto this wall and give like a huge showing, and I was like, I can bring people back. It's, there's no problem. Like, we'll get people back, but we need to have stuff like that. We need to have a projector. We need to have... And people aren't listening to me. You know, I mean, they're just not listening to me. I'm putting my name on the building. Or someone else's name on the building, actually. Um... NFXF driving. Six massive projection. There. Um, building. of NFXF driving.
might as well take a fucking picture. Production schedule. I mean, they, they seem to take a listen to what I'm saying, so. Uh, well, it doesn't really look that good, but. Details. Massive projection. I mean, massive, it's kind of when you're talking about light, it doesn't really. It's almost like I feel like I already know how to do this. When I came by during the shutdown, these Jews were like chilling out, fucking crawling up and trying to get on the roof. These young Jews, these kid, there's a boy and a girl. And I just tolerated their mischievousness, but I kind of felt like maybe they had an access through the top of the building to some position or something, but I just didn't really care too much. I'm like, yeah, whatever, they're kids, they're college kids, they're fucking around on the roof. Maybe they're going to go up there and fuck or something. I don't know. But it was like none of my business. But I guess if it was Monarch, by the way, um, I don't really want to get on that roof. Like, But I mean, I could. But I mean, if we're going to have like a party or something, you know, like, I mean, I'll, I'll put some risk into it maybe like that. But like in the old days, it's like, you know, do something like that. And yeah, you take a risk. But. Like, to lose, like, a projector, I don't know about that. But, uh, what's today, Saturday? Well, maybe. You know, maybe. Well, that's the thing. is like, when I invent a party at the last minute, well, it's actually, people might actually come, because there's not probably a lot to do. Oh, I farted. I could call up my old friends and say, let's project something. I mean, if we put the risk in... And then we, like, sort of, I don't know, pay off the security guard or something. Pretty much that's all we got to do. And then, like, who's going to have a problem with it except for some COVID extremist, some hysterical bitch? Who's going to be like, ah, it's a super spreader moment. Ah! You know, that's just hysterical Karen. Like, we've had hysterical Karen on the, on the side of the party since we were kids. Not that I'm the masterful guy who knows how to throw perfect parties, but... 
And that's probably the way to open up society again, by the way, is to make it cool to rebel. I'm just not as capable as I used to be. Um, and right now, you know, I'm kind of experiencing this disability, but I'm not super, super worried about it. I just left a $20 bill on the fucking bulletin board because I practically don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't want to get robbed, but I want you guys to fucking know that. I don't want you to know I make, I have money so much as like, I'm willing to fund some parties at a loss and stuff and But, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll cut that one up or something. Oh, wait, wait, do I want to look at Bitcoin again? Okay, I've been charging for a while. I don't really care. Bitcoin, and I'm going to get one more coffee just because, or I could get a Coke. I think maybe a Coke or a Dr. Pepper is about right for me right now. I had a Dr. Pepper the other day. It was good. Coke? Mmm. Oh, uh, what shall I get? I'm going to get another coffee because I've been getting these short coffees anyway, so it's not really that extreme. But I'm kind of probably fucking with myself by drinking too much coffee again. But, uh, oh well. You know, that's what I do. And maybe, you know, maybe one day I'll really learn that this, if this is the problem. But in the meantime, I just kind of feel like coffee is making me happy. It's kind of making me jump around. And <clears throat> I just want to go back to fucking moving around. And even though my body's still fucked up. <sighs> I just want to be a little bit more back to normal. If I can, and I can be, thank God I can move. What's going on here? I got this fucking signal thing. What's that? That's not that move. 7%? Oh, I'm going to be up even more. I think maybe maybe it's the net effect of kids getting their Christmas money. The Bitcoin's going up right now. Wait. Oh, I thought that would have gone off. Oh, it fell off the top a little bit. Yeah, it was up a little bit. Oh, well. This fucking, I hate this sweater. I thought it was done. But then the sun, it's like in the sun, I don't need a sweater. It sounds so obvious. But, alright, I'm gonna, maybe I won't wear my sweatpants. I feel like I look like such a loser in my fucking big head thing. I don't want to scare people. Well, I guess I'm going to put my sweatpants back on. Parable of the Rock. I got these rocks for sale. They're super magic. I don't know. I'm actually thinking about giving them names. Um, let me do that next. I mean, I don't do that. I don't usually sell rocks. And it's not some reference to drugs or anything. But, hey, I got some rock. <laughs> I got some. Oh, this guy's selling rocks? You got some real rock, bro? Yeah, this guy's fucking... He brings the rock. Like, I'm such a fucking... I'm so played out, I don't even fucking know that I'm a bitch. Like, I'm so, like, turnt out, is I think the word. They got me fucking selling your drugs, selling your fucking scams, setting setting up 
bringing attention so they can deal their drugs right behind me. Oh my God, these people have been fucking me my whole life. <sighs> I mean, fucking me out of, I don't even get paid. Next, and like, God damn, dude, when I heard what they were trying to do, let's go. Snitches do ditches. This big old muscular fucking Brazilian fuck. Um, you know, Anita Folgers, Fortune, 500. 500. 500 a month, how about that? They're, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll give you 500 a month, and then we'll chop your dick off. Snitches dig ditches. Saturday, December 26th, 2020, 1041. Oh, my God, bro. Whatever. It's just like, oh, yeah, I want to make movies. Uh, yeah, the, the fucking cartel is going to fucking make me go, go bury their fucking victims. Oh, snitches do ditches, eh? Yeah, let me just, like, get all creative and make a movie now. That sounds like a good idea. Like, I'm so inspired. I'm so inspired to make a movie when the fucking cartel is, like, threatening to fucking entrap me in their fucking homicidal program. Fuck them, dude. They're, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, I will, I'm sure, right? I'm fucked. You'll find out, man. We we sell cocaine and we sell coffee. You want to sell one or the other? We know all about you. We we have Anita Folger's fortune. We have our plantations. Oh, fuck. Oh, that's a good episode of motherfucking... Manson Leap. Alright, episode four. Anita Folter's Coffee Plantation. The heiress is bored and rich and stupid, but then she plots her own death with Roman Polanski. And now everybody's out on their fucking plantation, including Sharon Tate, drinking coffee. Getting all bougie. And using Kabbalah against the rest of us. Kabbalah. 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 Oh, damn. Kabbalah Harris. Oh, that's hilarious. Kabbalah Harris. Kabbalah. Kabbalah Harris. My name is Kabbalah Harris. Like in a different universe, she like gives up her Senate seat. And she's like, oh, you know, I've decided to become a professional manifester. I'm just going to manifest. So I've changed my name to Kabbalah. I know. Some people don't like it, but. People don't like me. Some people don't like me. Alright. I feel like I'm back to fucking comedy. I mean, putting a $20 bill on the fucking bulletin board is kind of a little bit risky, maybe. Because some nigger or some crazy-ass fucking criminal might be, like, wandering around going, who the fuck put a $20 bill on the fucking bulletin board? But I figure whoever walks through that hall, maybe they're interested in fucking movies or whatever. And even if it's just a random bum, like, Merry Christmas, bitch. I fucking gave you a $20 bill. And it says NFXF drive-in on it. And none of these neighbors can pick up this garbage. I don't want to do it, but maybe I will just because I'm in the mood to bend over. (laughs) I am. It's good for my butt. And this is a fucking mess, by the way. I want people to, someone's going to come back and go, thank you. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Pay me. I'm going to do it for you. Look at all this garbage, man. I ate some of that food. Didn't I find some food there? Mm, anyway. 
I'm kind of wondering if I can get into the, uh, let's pick up a little bit. This thing's a fucking mess, bro. This one in particular. Ooh. Hater Getzberg is gonna come by. She's gonna sniff out that twenty. So. I already got power. So now what? Eh. Uh, kind of work on my movies a little bit, maybe. This theory of, I must be wrong, Rose McGowan, supposedly she's like an orphan or something, but then it says McGowan Hall, but yeah, McGowan was somebody else, I think, let's see if anybody's going to come in here, oh yeah, it says McGowan, right, Kenneth, oh yeah, I looked him up, Becky Sharp, yeah, I remember that, first full-length production in Technicolor, first full-length production in Technicolor, wow, Becky Sharp, I should have her like be a character, Becky Sharp. That's a good idea. I don't know what that means. Uh, oh, it says masks and demons. Well, the range of McGowan's interests is demonstrated by the diverse subjects of the books he published. Drama. I'd like to hear him talk about just drama. The theater and motion pictures. Mask off. Take your fucking mask off. Molly Perkins sitting. Molly, Molly Perkins sitting. Mask off. Drama, the theater, the motion picture, a volume on masks and demons to demonstrate. An anthology of detective stories and works on anthropology. Where did he go to college? Oh. He received his BA from Harvard University in 1911. This guy's an old dude. Man, that means he was probably born in like right after the Civil War or something, probably, or maybe like 1880s. That's when my great-grandmother was born. Hmm. He first became, he became first a drama critic for major newspapers. Well, I guess that's what they call them. And magazines in Boston. There you go. Boston, Philly, and New York. Boston, Philly, New York, right there. I was just talking about those guys. <laughs> 1911 to 1923, an ex-director of the Provincetown Playhouse, where Eugene O'Neill's dramas were first produced. Okay. Interesting. And then in 1932, I, I don't know anything about Eugene O'Neill, but I, I know he wrote something famous. I just, I know he's respected. Then in 1932, an associate producer of RKO, 20th Century Fox and Paramount Studios, where he produced many films, among them Becky Sharp, the first full-length production in Technicolor. In 1946, oh yeah, it says he was born in 1888. That's exactly when my great-grandmother was born. In 1946, McGowan became UCLA's first professor of theater arts and... That means, you know, when my grandma was like 100, he was probably already dead. Oh yeah, he died in 1963. Can you imagine? My grandma lived 70, 80, 
about 30 years longer than this guy, at least. 30 years? But uh, my grandma was very, my great-grandma was very, 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 I don't know, she was very feeble. Dignified in a way, but you couldn't really call it dignified. She was so quiet. I don't know if she was even mentally cognizant anymore, whatever sound of mind, but and when she was 100. But she was so quiet, she would just sit there and she was kind of pretty. She had her long white hair. I, th- I think I stroked her hair once, but she kind of looked at me like I was a creep or something. I mean, I was like her grandchild, but great-grandchild, but I don't think she knew who I was. In 1946, McGowan became UCLA's first professor of theater arts and, in 1947, chair of the new Department of Theater Arts. He brought a unique perspective to the department. Oh, did he? Drawing on his background in writing, production, and critical analysts. Under his wise guidance, the department grew rapidly and added to its theater disciplines, motion pictures, radio, and finally television. It doesn't say anything about TikTok. The range of McGowan's interests is demonstrated by the diverse subjects of Kenneth. It's hard to remember his first name. Kenneth McGowan, drama, masks, and demons. That's what I want to read about. Demonstrated by the diverse subjects of the... If you look at the etymology of the word demonstrated, not only is it clearly demonstrated, but I found, I think, in research before that it actually means like conjuring a demon or something, but it's like to present something demonstrated. And we don't say demonstrated. By the diverse subjects of the books he published, drama, the theater, the motion, and motion pictures, a volume on masks and demons, a sociological inquiry into the status of marriage. That's funny. Why I Hate My Wife by Kenneth McGowan, an anthology of detective stories and works on anthropology. I like using Becky Sharp as, I used a picture from that still shot from that movie that kind of try to conjure people into thinking a certain way about stuff, but mm, I feel like they've been trying to draw me into this crap. This entrance says production key access only. Is that one open? I, I lost access to the back end. I was going to go into the theater, look around. I was going to shoot some pictures, you know. But I've done that before, and I've later, a snitch woman came in and took a picture of me, and I thought she was happy that I was playing the piano. And that was even less of a sneak in. I was just like went into the music department and played some fucking don't look at me, bro, like you know me or own me. That's interesting. Little buttons. Looks like I could turn the lights on or something. Maybe in the old days I could. Oh, they're just bolts. Ah, Is that a tennis ball? Nice tennis ball. It's all got some weird ass shit on it. Oh, it looks like a dog ball. It's been chewed up. Yeah, nobody's been in here. I mean, they don't seem to throw movies here anymore. This is interesting. Do not enter exit door only. And then there's like some Wi-Fi right here. And they kept taking away the chairs every time I sat down. And yeah, the snitchy horrors. Fuck everybody. No, I don't give a fuck about these people. At sign C-A-P underscore U-C-L-A. 
I'm not going to work with their fucking people, dude. Their people are fucking snitches, dude. They're the ones that have everything shut. This is Ralph Freud. I've not learned about this guy. Ralph Freud brought to the university his extensive experience in the theater as actor, director, producer, and creative founder of many theatrical enterprises. Huh. 1901-1973. I don't know if I like this guy. Federal Project. Oh. The San Francisco Federal Project. And especially the Pasadena Community Playhouse. But it also says the stock company, the Bonstell Stock Company of Detroit. Stock. Where in eight years he played more than 200 roles and directed more than 40 productions. Pasadena Community Playhouse. Freud's long association with UCLA began in 1938, wow, when he joined the faculty of the Department of English. It sounds like he is stock a name, Bonstell Stock, because I can imagine this guy's trying to sell stock by using federal grants. So he's really just a salesman of bullshit that doesn't need to be used, or props. I don't know what I'm saying. When he joined the facility at the Department of English to offer for the first time two courses in theater as distinguished from dramatic literature. Further development of a program in theater was difficult, faced as it was by the special problems involved in assessing the scholarly quality of stage productions. Oh, so he needed more money. Further development of a program in theater was difficult, faced as it was by the special problems involved in assessing the scholarly quality of stage productions. We need more money. My name is Ralph Fry, and we need more COVID money. Gradually, however, with the aid of staunch supporters in the faculty, the administration and the student money, Freud and his colleagues gained acceptance for their program, which was very expensive. I'm John Leibowitz. These 9-11 victims need not to have to come back every year. We need to help them. Help them. And theater became, in 1947, the prime component of the new Department of Theater Arts. Until he retired in 1969, he helped the fledgling department grow to maturity because it was an incomplete man. But once, once we had more money, we could actually put on distinguishable fucking productions. What is it? The Department of Theater Arts? Okay, Department of Theater Arts versus Kenneth McGowan. Was that his same thing? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I learn a lot just from these plaques, but, and then the other one was, um, Melnitz. I learned a lot about him too. First professor. Okay. It's the same thing. Chair of the new department of theater arts. I guess they worked together. But yeah. Ralph Freud. I bet you he was forcing them all. He's all, well, the action was Okay. The drama was good, I guess, but the props, they were horrifyingly simplistic and stupid. I couldn't take it seriously. By the way, if you need to buy some backdrops, I know these guys in Detroit. I mean, I don't know if it's, when I read stock, what was it, Bella, whatever the fuck, stock in Detroit, I was like, huh, but that's probably someone's name, but it still just made me think that he's a prop salesman, like most people in Hollywood. They're prop salesmen, they're fucking headshot people, they're compliance experts, they're fucking... Uh, they want you to pay them. It's a bunch of garbage all over the place. Anyway, I'm going to go sit down maybe do some internet or something. Maybe 
just sit down for a while. Maybe I could buy some ice cream. Yeah, that's Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel qualified to be, like, a professor of production or something, or theater arts, maybe. But I'd rather read Kenneth McGowan's work on drama and... What was it? Demon... Demons? I forgot already what it said. Demons and masks. I just, I also feel like a little source of like inspiration regarding what is drama or like what makes up drama. That'd be pretty good for me. Cause like I've been studying comedy for so long. I haven't really thought about what makes up drama. It's maybe I have an intuitive understanding of like contrast and drama and stuff, but no, maybe I don't. And there's this guy, I took this lesson from this guy up in Santa Cruz. You know, I was just talking to him about whatever narrative. And he was the oddest guy. And he may have been in the Air Force, but he had this, it was the funniest. He was like the one that, you know, I meet a lot of really interesting people, honestly. But a lot of people probably wouldn't think they were very interesting. But when I get to talking to these weirdos, basically, they blow my fucking mind. And so he had this joke about, he's all, there's this character in his cartoon, his comic, who's who's going to learn about suspense. And he's all, he's not really sure. We're not really sure if he's actually going to learn about it. And it was like obvious, or he said something maybe obvious, like we're under suspense, waiting to find out if he's actually going to learn about suspense. But it was clever. And he had this whole meta... Um, relationship to elements of storytelling. And, I mean, honestly, I really think he might have been in the Air Force. And, like, I, I started to realize that maybe, you know, perception management and the Air Force, like, storytelling, I mean, we already know that they're in Hollywood. And, you know, that they've financed these military pictures from time to time, but we know that. And then there's other theory that they do these other whatever. Then there's Norman Lear. Not that I know everything about this, but from what I've learned. that So they they get grants to like do certain narratives. And then it seems like there's other movies that go against the family. That might even be their plan B or whatever when they're like, well, if you don't give us money, we're going to make this horrible fucking movie called, what was it called? Euphoria? Where this chick does drugs. Oh, stretch again. I took one look at that show and I was like, this is fucking horrifying, dude. I don't want to see some young, impressionable teenage looking chick like teach all the teenage girls how to do drugs. Oh, I wish I could get that. Can I? This is cash sales. I mean, it might sound stupid that I just put a $20 bill on the fucking bulletin board, but I mean, I was thinking about going on on Christmas and handing out $20 bills. It's just that those all those junkies down there and shit, it's like, what? You know, like, well, giving them? What are they going to spend it on? Fucking cigarettes? So I almost feel like whoever finds that, I don't care. It's like, it's a little bit of a tithe. Oh, I also felt like I needed to start tithing more. And it was like, yesterday, I was like, I'm so sick of myself. Like, I... And I was like, you know, and then I realized, like, and I've been wanting to tithe, but I was paying attention to tithing for a while. And then 
I have like a, a selfish reason, I guess, for wanting to tithe. Because this guy told me to do it. And as soon as I started doing it, I got all this, I got way more money. And I did get it from a relative, but still, I was like, wow, that's random. And so, I mean, my selfish interest is more like, well, maybe if I tithe, like, it's only 10%. If I'm going to get more and more money along the way, what the hell? Like, why not? But, I mean, I can I can tell there's a part of it but like that. But I'm also like, well, I've had such abundance this year. Like, I mean, I like the idea of tithing too, but the... Um, the thing that was starting to happen is I was giving out money to some homeless people and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I'm not really helping these people. You know, the it's not a cliche, but it's the probably the accurate observation that when you give an addict money, like they basically just spend it on their drug of choice. And this one lady, it might have been cigarettes, but somebody else, I don't know what it was. But still, I helped some people out here and there. But just because I was like trying to tithe it, I'm like, what do I do? You know, like, I helped people out here and there, but... I don't really want to help beggars anymore. So then I started kind of thinking, and I don't know if this would work in anybody else's definition of tithing, but then I started thinking that when I hire people, I'm kind of tithing in a way because like, I'm, I mean, although it advances my own vanity projects, basically, if you want to call them that, because I mean, any critic of anything I do can find a flaw or say the opposite of what I, what I wish or what I intend. Um, I feel like I'm gonna take this cup away. It's just a mess. I just feel like people shouldn't. Mm, no, I don't want to say that. I don't think it's not that people shouldn't leave out garbage. It's just look at this. Scammers are pretending to be government. Blah blah blahs. Scammers are pretending to be government employees. They may threaten you and may demand immediate payment to avoid arrest and other legal action. Do not be fooled. Yeah, there's a scammer called Gavin Newsom. He's pretending to be a government employee. If you receive a suspicious call, hang up. Do not give them money or personal information. Report the scam to at OIGSSAGOV. What is that? Office of... OIGSSA. I should fucking contact them and... Well, you know, I'm going to troll them basically, but... I don't know if I really want to do that right now. I'm just trying to think, like, where do I want to send out all my fucking messages today? And, like, you know, something that I've been noticing about, like, the way I email people and stuff is, like, I never get responses. Uh. And I, it's to the point where, like, nobody ever gets back to me. And, I mean, I tease people a lot, so I'm always a troll, but, like, I never, I, it makes me feel like I'm being blocked in the emailing. But, I'm like, I can't believe that nobody ever gets back to me. But they do sometimes. Like, I hear, sometimes I hear the podcasts or people or whatever, they refer to stuff that I've sent them. And enough so that, like, I'm almost, I mean, I think it's likely I hear them sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's, that's me. They're talking about me. And that's ordinary. And then some people get back to me. Like some, and so I think what it is really is, Popular people don't get back to me because they're probably flooded with messages or they don't get back to strangers or something and, or fans or like lurkers, whatever I am, to them. And then, you know, some people that are, you know, hungry or whatever, like they fucking get back to me sometimes. And that makes sense. Or they have their own hustle 
and they want me to fucking take apart in it or whatever, pay for headshots or whatever they fucking think I'm going to do. Or if they're just like looking for a network that maybe it was, they're still trying to figure out their game or whatever. That's my theory. So that some people do get back to me, but most people don't because I'm mostly contacting people that are like already either successful or appear to be successful. And most of the time, I'm fucking teasing them. And, uh, I don't know, I want to, like, get this one video where this guy does a slam dunk on another guy, and he leaves a dick print on his fucking face. But, it's a joke, but, like, his balls smack this guy while he's dunking on him. And I, I'm, I cannot slam dunk, but I feel like that's my whole mentality, like... <laughs> constantly is like, I'm dunking on your dumb ass and you're getting my balls in your face as you fall over backwards. Ugh. And then there's a part of me that's like, the more I realize that like, that's kind of who I am and how I compete. I'm like, Oh, like I remember this guy. Like I used to be like that when I was young, but I didn't think I was like that for the past 20 years or 30 years. And, um, Maybe I was, like, this whole time, like that, this competitive thing. But, anyway, I don't really want to talk about it anymore. Hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking, though, really easy for me to feel successful or something when someone else gave me money. But at the same time, I mean, that's the, that's, I feel like that's the lesson. It's like, or a relative. Because people say, oh, well, you're a rich kid. And it's like, well, not really. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I got some money from my mom, so. I don't know. But I'm, I'm frugal, too, so. And I, I keep thinking, if that's the only thing you want to learn from me is that I'm a rich kid, then fuck you. I mean, well, go ahead. Like, that's fine. Go ahead and do that then. Because, like, I lived, like, my 20s and stuff, like, hating rich kids and hating rich people and stuff. Because I was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. They have it so easy. Even though I was kind of like a middle class kid or some people thought I was a rich kid. And it was like I was always back and forth. Am I a rich kid? Are you a rich kid quiz? <laughs> I like this. Where do you purchase your clothes at? Hollister, Gucci, Armani, Prada, Ralph, Laura. Man, I've, I've been to all these. No, I've never been to those places. Target or Costco? Oh, Target. Yeah, Target. It used to be, well, Goodwill. Can I do both? Fuck, how big is your house? What house? Two-by-two two box. <laughs> oh, you're a rich kid. How much are you concerned about your looks? Oh, jeez. Very, very concerned? Sort of concerned? I guess I'm sort of concerned. 
Ah. That's about it all. Nothing. Calculating. <laughs> That's perfect. Are you a rich kid? Hobo. There is no way you have a computer. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That just made my day, dude. <laughs> Didn't work. I got a hobo. I'm gonna go get another ice cream. Shut up, stupid person. Continue as fucked on the LinkedIn. That's <laughs> so funny. LinkedIn just said, we found jobs at 7-Eleven and 69 others that you may be interested in. Well, I'm definitely interested in that job at 7-Eleven. Hey, how'd you know? Producer Virtual Production, Warner Brothers. That's a good suggestion. Custodian, Los Angeles. DreamWorks, casting coordinator. Yeah, I want all these. That one's going to be out of business. Amazon, Picker Packer, Juicer, Producer, Virtual Production. Posted 13 hours ago. I've always kind of liked Warner Brothers. I've never seen that water tower. It must have used to have been like something. That's probably the best part of the fucking thing. What the hell? I can't read all this crap. Fuck you, dude. Whatever. Apply. 
already losing me. I'm gonna say this job's not available. Oh, you lost me, niggers. I mean, I'm gonna go back to it, but navigating a new fucking thing. Navigating a new thing. Navigating a new chapter. Opt out. Eric Yuan. Yeah, he looks like a nice guy. He's probably not. DreamWorks TV casting coordinator. Oh, God. To pull what? Slides? Sides. Working with production to pull sides and distributing them to agents. Oh, God. Do all this crap too. Sub business animation. What? It's not casting. I mean, it is, but all right. I'll save that and read it later. Seems like that's all they're doing. All right, apply. Now you got me dumbly fucking off into this dumb shit. DreamWorks uh, producer. Here it is. Organization film production. That's not true. Mm, can I have a daily? Whatever. Oh, I guess I'll read this, too. I'm probably never going to read that. Maybe I will. I mean, I know you guys are doing all this important shit. Blah, blah, blah. Submit to job. Uh, what? Sign in. Don't have a user account. Should I do? Don't have an account yet. Email address. Fuck you, fuck you, pay me, fuck you, pay me, 509, 509, at password. Um, should I just give him some shitty password? Probably. I don't think I'm going to use that against me, probably. Uh, I... So far, they haven't put up a capture. Select question. What was the name of your first school? NFXF Drive-In. Um, what was the name of your first pet? Huh? Spook. No, that one. Spook. And... What is your mother's name? What is your favorite restaurant? Your favorite restaurant? COVID. King. <laughs> COVID King. Okay, save your password. Um. Okay, fine. Okay, so seven to nine minutes. That's going to be, that'll be done by 11.23 or 11.25. Let's get started. Import profile. Okay, what about that? That's not working. That fucking didn't work. Stupid assholes. Now I'm fucked. Oh, there it is. Browse or draw files. Browse? I'm gonna browse. I don't know why the fuck they're gonna browse. First name. 
and FXF driving. Last name, John Doe Burbank. I'm Batman. And uh, what else? City. Covidville. It's COVID town, Jake. It's Toontown. Home phone. No, 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 Guarantee your HR niggers are too dumb to recognize my recognize. Save and continue. Should be to be eligible to work in the country. No. 
Are you currently? Yes. Please support the degree. Flipler at stanky dot ass. Send my application. All right, just in time. Yes. All right, I did it. Fuck, I didn't think that was going to happen. I can't believe I did that, but it's like, you know, the thing is, is these people are so fucking dumb. Like, every everything they do is wrong. Everything they do is wrong. Oh, I have an email. Dumbass. NFX driving a podcast on Anchor. Hell yeah, dude. Let's see how it's done. Accepting the new COVID normal and chopping off my reproductive organs. Honey, may I please have my balls? See what about this? Uh, I'm gonna try to search HMI PHMB search. I mean, I please have my balls. I mean, I probably put that out before. It's probably gonna turn up to Abgum. Come on. Nope. Give me an ad, bro. You look like Google. Maybe I please have my balls. What is food stamps? <laughs> that's funny. Biggest gunpowder plant in history. Oh, that's cool. Storage seeking reporters. That's me. Switch. Honey, may I please have my balls? Close and accept. Four panel. New four panel cartoon trend featuring. Honey, may I please have my balls? What is food stamps? The rise of orange phones. Is it really apples and oranges? Is the orange phone actually a phone? Cost-effectiveness of robot checkout points of sale. Hmm. That's a good fucking query right there. El Camino, Real Bells and Route. 
search. I'm going to call this one NFXF Driving. How Robots Cut Costs. Robots rule the world. Buying a cost-effective robot. Ah, damn it, Dad. My fucking robot's not cost-effective. Why do I fucking buy a cost-effective robot? Well, son, let's do the cost-benefits analysis. Robot rewards. Are robotics really increasing efficiency? Yeah, it was only the Jews and their fucking human being union. They were like, robots increased shrinkage because everybody knows that everybody's stealing when they're checking out. And it was like they provided no evidence and they're in a union. I'm sure they were. Am I wrong? Were the Jews not in a fucking union? Like the Brooklyn militant lesbian crochet gang? Section 5515? We do crochet. We knit. And we tell you that robots are bad. We need to be here. Worker solidarity. Robots rule the world. Six factors driving the global food robotics market. Food navigator. No enterprise is too small or too big for robotics. Hmm. What an interesting concept. That sounds like the future is plastic, Benjamin. Plastics. No enterprise is too small or too big for robotics. Sakari Kuku told Food Navigator that Asia dash Asia. Sakari Kuku. Kuku? Fuck. This content is copyright protected. However, if you'd like to share the information, you may use the headline, summary, and link below. May I? Are robots really are robotics really increasing efficiency? And how come I can't? However, if you'd like to share the information in this article, you may use the headline and link below, and then your shit doesn't even scroll. Fuck you, bro. Eh. This is copyrighted, and we will kill you. Chop, hop, chop, song. No enterprise is big enough, small enough, whatever the fuck. So if I change one word in that fucking statement, I can put it in my... Supplier of cheesecake brand Cat and the Fiddle. I want to buy cheesecake that says Cat and the Fiddle. It's all, there's a little whisker in it. It's all, playing the fiddle. Food Gnostic. <laughs> food Gnostic food solutions. Oh my God, this is hilarious, dude. We used traditional manual cutting in the past. We even needed to heat up the knife before we cut the cake. However, as our business grew bigger and needed to meet the demands for exports, we can no longer use the traditional means since we needed to meet a bigger demand. If we were to cut the cakes manually, the sizes may not be identical, and there may be jagged edges. But when we use robotics, the sizes are identical with a clean and smooth cut. Watch this as we cut the fucking cheesecake. It's called Cat and Fiddle. Don't worry about that whisker. Yeah, we'll have that removed. We'll have a robot remove the whisker. I don't know. I don't really think these jokes are that funny, but... I'm watching a robot cut cheesecake right now. Robots rule the world.
God, I love cheesecake. Mmm, that looks good. And there's a bitch at the end of the fucking line. She, like, puts it in a box. I need a new robot. I need a new robot. One that does what I said. So how can you... What was that one quote? Wait, oh, that was good. I want to download this for more exploration of jokes. Uh, shit, dude. Food Navigator. I like that one quote. There's no business too big or too small for fucking... No enterprise is too small or too big for robotics. Okay. So tell me how the fuck robots can make my movies. Um, is this... Yeah, I like this article right here. Okay. Okay, first let me see... Oh, shit, I got too many pages up. How robots cut costs. Um, shit. Site uses cookies. Don't accept. I'm gonna have to just save that and maybe have a robot read it. I don't want to use your cookies. I'm not accepting your bullshit. Well, there we go. I use a robot to read my articles sometimes. I forgot about that. Uh, excuse me. Sorry about that. I scared my cat my burp. He's all... Uh. All right, how can I use robots? How can I use robots? Bots, probably. Robots to produce motion pictures. Oh, I know. That's pretty easy. You could have a crane, an automated crane. Produce motion pictures. Films. Films, motion pictures. Films. <laughs> Robots rule the world. How to make a robot which can follow oh, an actor or something. Oh, that's a good idea. Robot toy. How to make a robot toy using proximity. Oh, that'd be good. That's like a drone feature. How to make your... Oh, you know what? Um, oh, I'm going to look that up. How to make a motion-following robot. That sounds pretty good. I mean, that could help, yeah. No, no, that makes a lot of sense. Deep learning helps robots grasp and move objects. Yeah, whatever. Deep learning. I got some deep learning for you, you motherfucker. Um, didn't answer my question, though. Will a robot steal your photography job? That's a good question. Motion picture technology, Britannica. <clears throat> Robots are working behind the scenes in Hollywood. That's a good fucking article. Scenes. I mean, these are all interesting. I'm probably going to... I don't know if I'm going to send all my website choices into the cloud, but I've been kind of doing that lately, so maybe I will. Theorists are moving... Robots in the moving camera and cinema. Yeah, yeah. Well, I get it. I mean, I, I've seen these types of robots. They fucking do shit. Here's a little PDF, apparently, on that concept. I mean, maybe I will use a robot, but... I, I wonder... Okay, what's your cheapest robot camera? Oh, and then, um... I don't even think about this shit, usually, but I just... And it's like I just randomly was asking, like, trying to answer that guy's question. No enterprise too big or too small for robots or something. And now, <sighs> the awesome robots behind the camera. Robotic arms. Precision and repetitive cinematography, a possibility. Which is, like, the kind of thing you don't really want to see in cinematography. But if you ever encounter a dolly and crane that you get can completely control itself... Then why would I exist? Then you just... Then why would I exist? 
But then why do I exist? This is this is so quintessentially robots rule the world. Like, how did I find myself in this moment? But why do I exist? You're here to make the robots go. Well. Uh, bot and Dolly. I still like... What was that other idea that called the character Becky Sharp? I'll call my robot Becky Sharp. Oh no, the team at Bot and Dolly once received a commission from Google as one of their earliest project. That's not even the... That's a fucking typo, lizard. They created a robotic arm that could be controlled by Nexus devices. Needless to say, it impressed, considering Google then purchased the company afterwards, really. Venture beat. Snooze. Bot and Dolly's iris. Don't make me watch this crap. I pressed on the button. Director and actor Keanu Reeves. Sad Keanu was also an early adopter of Bot and Dolly's technology. He aimed to shoot the martial arts film Man of Tai Chi using actors instead of the CGI elements. Other films had used historically, but he couldn't jump and be fast enough for the fucking robot, so he became John Wick. Why isn't this video playing? Whatever. That sucks. Bot and Dolly. Open. Oh, now it's playing. Uh, that's kind of cool. Oh, there's that camera. That looks like that camera that one guy was using. <laughs> that's kind of cool. I could get the camera to do. Well, I saw this one really cheap. Um, Grimmel? Is that what they call it? A Grimmel? Wait a minute. Grimmel, and it follows you. How about I'll just call it Following Grimmel. And then maybe I'll search for... I don't want to get too caught into this. I'm going to... I think that's what they call him, a Grimmel. Grimmel. Do you have a Grimmel? I'm Batman. Grimmel. Uh-oh. Isn't that what it's called? Camera. Selfie camera. Follows, follows my action, and then I, there's a drone. That should, that should bring me a result. I know I saw this in this uh, Best Buy or something, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Like, I don't really. I mean, I do. Yeah, I do my own selfie videos. I just did one, but um, how to get the invisible selfie? Solo shot robot cameraman. See, look, now I'm getting some. Oh, here's an Amazon. I might buy something like that. I'm not planning to right now, but 12 best follow me drones and follow you technology. Good. All right. I got a bunch of fucking articles right now, but um, the best action camera for vlogging and selfies. Don't stand. Don't stand so. What's this? Motion stills? Samsung smart camera. Is this an app? Um. Alright. Let me see if I have the uh, 
I'm going to go with NFXF Drive-In or some variant. As the name of this show, and then um, if you're at Warner Brothers and you're smart enough to find me, nigger, then, oh no, you're going to have a reason to delete me. Or find me and kill me. Your podcast. Wilbur, buddy, oh, did you take out my thing? Uh, active sponsorships. Uh, uh, have you paid me yet? Finish setting up your account so you can see how much you're earning and cash out. You must get a Stripe account. No, Wilbur. No, nigger. Oh, God. Next. Well, I don't know. Why not crossover? All right, I'll talk to you later. Oh, nigger.